All right, we're back into the fray, and, uh, you know, we just talked to the person who's big on gun control, Wendy Soucieri, and uh, we'll be talking to uh, her counterpart in the ongoing debate of whether or not handguns are really the issue or is it the people behind the handguns. But nonetheless, this whole thing has been uh, torqued up because we've had this incident on the Danforth. We know that mental illness also uh, playing a role, or so the family says. But uh, there's an interesting discussion that was happening just prior to this, and now uh, the two have kind of come uh, together at the same time. That had to do with the guns and gangs and uh, how the city was planning to address that with uh, more resources. In fact, $44 million over the next five years in this hastily called conference that I guess the mayor had along with the police chief and uh, Bill Blair, who's now in charge of organized crime and uh, federally, and of course the premier too, and they've decided... Uh, that there are a number of ways that they could address the uh, ongoing concern that we have as citizens that there are too many guns proliferating in the city. They want uh, money for various youth programs and such as, uh, I guess, you know, employment opportunities. The other thing, though, is they want to earmark some money for technology in the case of uh, shot uh, stoppers. I guess that's what they're calling it. If memory serves, it's just acoustic equipment. And the other is closed-circuit cameras, uh, upping them from, I believe, uh, it's 43 to about uh, 75, roughly. So there you go, about 40 more in the equation, whether or not that's the appropriate response. Michael Bryant has uh, penned a piece in the Toronto Star. He says, uh, let me get this right, don't make uninformed decisions based on fear. Let's find out what the former Attorney General here in the province of Ontario means by all of this. Mr. Bryant, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Hi there. Uh, good, to, good to be on the Oakley Show. Tell me uh, first, you know, because I've had this discussion and it's inevitable about gun control and so on and so forth. What is your position on that? Do you think that uh, tighter gun control restrictions on handguns, like uh, we've heard the mayor say, there's no need for anybody to have a handgun in the city of Toronto? Uh, would you go along with that? Well, I mean, our organization is more focused on the technology that. Um, uh, they're looking at installing right now, but certainly, uh, like our, it's never been our priority to emphasize property rights. And, and the argument around gun control is really about uh, property rights versus uh, public safety. And on that front, uh, you know, I'm I'm I am all for uh, us uh, being able to track uh, guns and ammunition. And the only way to do that is to set up some kind of a tracking system. Uh, call it whatever you want, whether it's a registry. But uh, that's that's what we used to have. And when we had it, uh, overall gun violence uh, went down because there's just less guns out there. Right. And you said the Harper government, uh, they decided to scrap the registry. Justin Trudeau doesn't have the political will right. to reinstate right. it. And so uh, therein lies part of the problem, you believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, th- th- that's not going to happen nationally. I mean, it's always possible uh, in- constitutionally for a province to set one up. That's what they've done in Quebec. But that's not going to happen here in Ontario. So, uh, I, I, what I what I was uh, uh, arguing was that the city of Toronto, as they're uh, uh, making this decision about uh, doubling the the number of uh, video cameras out there, video surveillance, and uh, adding this new audio technology that nobody knows anything about here in Canada, uh, that that decision seems to be driven by fear. It seems to be rushed uh, in the pre-election end of term rush, and I think it's a mistake. I think that. Canadians uh, uh, want to know if we're going to have a high surveillance state and Torontonians in particular uh, need to 
um, make a decision. What kind of a city do we want? Uh, and do we really think that this is uh, necessary and proportionate? And is it also going to do what we want it to do, which is to prevent gun crime? And, you know, the answer to that is no. I mean, the, the cameras, I don't think the purpose of the video cameras and the audio is to prevent gun crime, but it is, without a doubt, going to impact the privacy in the city. And what we don't know is whether or not it could be used to uh, record conversations. We know that it picks up about a six-second six uh, snippet of conversation in theory, according to the police chief today in council. And under those circumstances, that makes me even more concerned because, you know, six seconds of a conversation can often be extremely misleading. Again, Michael Bryant's with us, former AG in Ontario, now the executive director of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. So on that premise that uh, this is uh, an intrusion into people's civil liberties, uh, I've had a lot of people express that it's a a worthwhile trade-off insofar as a tool for fighting crime. If it deters crime, uh, then by all means, let's go there. And you say what? Well, it's not going to deter crime. I, I, I don't even think I've heard the police suggest that it's going to deter crime. I, I, there's, uh, I don't think uh, any suggestion that it, it would have prevented the tragedy that happened earlier this week. It's used by police and prosecutors in order to secure uh, convictions. It's, it's, a, it's a law enforcement and investigation. It's, an, it's a conviction tool. Now, the audio technology, on the other hand, I don't know exactly what it's for, but it, it is. we know that it's to... Uh, alert police as to when a shot fires, but I, you know, we don't have any evidence or or argument from the police even that they aren't being notified when shots are fired. I mean, I just assume that when shots are fired, what happens is if the police don't hear it, then somebody else does, and it's nine one one. This is Toronto. This isn't uh, the middle of nowhere. Well, the other argument that had been presented is how ineffective it would be as a tool anyway in terms of response if the police can't be everywhere at all times, right. uh, e- even where the monitoring stations or the acoustic equipment would be set up, would prove to be highly ineffectual. You would agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. And also, the little that we know about this technology is it has a, a lot of um, false positives. So uh, shots fired, says the technology, the police go out there and apparently a number of times, I mean, somewhere between 30 and 70% of the time, it's an error. No shot was fired. It was a, I don't know what. Uh, and and this, this really gets to the crux of it. And it's about uh, focusing police forces and what they're focusing on. There are a lot of charges laid every day in the city that are nonsense, piddly, um, idiotic charges that are a waste of the justice system's time. Uh, it tends to go to people who are living on or near the street or mentally ill people who are behaving in a way that when the police see it, they decide to lay a charge. Get the police off of the uh, nonsense charges and, and, onto, and onto this more serious business that they say is their priority. That, that and not dealing with the administration of justice breaches, the bail breaches, the probation breaches, dealing with a serious crime. That would be a huge change for our justice system. Because right now in Ontario, in Canada, the number one crime is administration of justice violations. That's the number one crime. It's not theft. It's not gun violence. It's not assault. Uh, and, and that's the stuff that is just a complete waste of time. And that's not the stuff that is going to help uh, deal with gun and gang violence in Ontario. But even insofar as allaying the public's fears or apprehensions, you know, of uh, whatever the bad guys might have intent to do, you see a lot of these uh, screen grabs from CCTVs, and they're assisting the police in 
finding the perp, you know, whether it's a bank robbery or, a, you know, a purse snatching or some other, yeah. you know, and this is where yeah. uh, the whole idea of the CCTV thing. Well, London, right. you know, London, England is the most surveilled patch of real estate on the planet. And uh, they say that invariably anybody committing a crime in public, they're going to see them some way, somehow. Even these uh, terrorists, I guess, they track the guy marching from the Brussels train station back to his lair, uh, right. all, all because they had sort of the composite of uh, screen grabs from CCTV. So how do you argue against that then? It, it's about what kind of a city you want to live in. It's it's about what your aspirations are for the city. I mean, those those things were set up, and 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 Londoners apparently like them. Uh, I I just don't know. Uh, I don't like them, but you know, I'm the head of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, so I wouldn't like them. So it's you know, it's an important question. Maybe it's an election question. Maybe it's something that they should be running on in November, and people can make a decision. But uh, city council seems to be making the decision without getting the answer first. That's number one. And number two, uh, it's not clear to me at all within Canadian law that you could set up that kind of video surveillance uh, because we just don't have as serious a gun crime problem uh, or a crime problem or a terrorism problem in Toronto as uh, they may have had in London when they first set that up. And, uh, you know, that would be a question for the courts. I, I know that this week it's hard uh, understandably for people who are grief-stricken and shocked and in anguish over what happened to accept the reality that we live in a very safe city. But we do live in a very safe city. There are 10 times more suicides taking place in Canada than gun homicides. There are uh, many, many, many more, thousands more accidental deaths taking place in Canada than gun homicides. It's far more likely for somebody to be harmed in a motor vehicle accident than in a gun crime. Now, I know it doesn't feel that way right now, but that's what the stats tell us, and that's the truth. So what you're saying is uh, don't react out of alarm or fear. And finally, I just got to ask you, since uh, this is your beat, after all, being in charge of the uh, Canadian Civil Liberties Association, do you think Canadians in general are just too quick to cede civil liberties? I don't. I don't think that. No, I think that we actually assume uh, a certain amount of uh, freedom and uh, liberty that, uh, you know, doesn't exist in other countries. I, I, I think that there, you know, that, that that's a reflection. We have a, an understanding and an acceptance and a tolerance of each other that includes privacy. So, you know, that's why, uh, you know, our, our various rights and freedoms within Canada are quite different than in the United States and in the United Kingdom. Uh, so I, I think we want, I'm not saying that we're privacy freaks. I'm saying that, uh, I mean, I may be a privacy freak, but uh, I'm saying that most Canadians care enough about privacy and have a sense of what their city is like that they don't want to, they want to have the ability and the freedom to be alone sometimes and to have private conversations and to be in private and not feel like they're being surveilled. Fine if it's in the ATM vestibule, but not so fine when they're walking down the residential street and somewhere in there, we got to find the balance. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for it. Thank you. There's Michael Bryant, former AG in the province, now the executive director of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. On the matter of uh, liberties, we're going to hear from uh, a pro-gun advocate, or at least uh, insofar as the gun control folk, uh, like our former guest, Wendy Susier, uh, is concerned. Uh, He's taken 
to debating her for countless years now, as far back as I can remember anyway, but I wanted to reprise that because uh, rather than make it a one-sided argument, let's hear what he has to say when it comes to stricter gun controls and all the rest of the things that, you know, come about inevitably as a result of things like uh, the situation on the Danforth the other night. 